how, how do you balance, you know, you talk about how much contact you have, teaching them to be sound tacklers, teaching them to be sound walkers, while keeping the contact where they're comfortable. Uh, so you, you have all kinds of drills that you simulate that. You have moving dummies. You have uh, ability to tackle the donuts, uh, robot dummies that move. Um, you, you change the direction. I mean, tackling is feet, hips, eyes. It's not all contact. So every agility drill you do all offseason, in essence, there's a form of tackling. Now, it may not be contact related, and some coaches would argue that you need a lot of contact to get where you need to go. Some coaches would argue you need a better athlete to be able to tackle a better athlete, so you go out and recruit better. But um, to each his own, and uh, we do a lot of studies injury-wise. The SEC does studies, the NFL does studies, the NCAA does studies to find out where they are. So, you know, I think that they do a tremendous job of protecting our game and making sure that it's safe. Have you evolved? through your career on that, and was the NFL experience a bit more of a teaching moment? It was, but I mean, I'll be honest with you, those guys are professionals, so when you've got Zach Thomas, here's a linebacker that's played 10 years, I mean, how many times does he need to go hit a guy as opposed to a kid that I'm coaching my first year out at Valdosta State that's only had four years of high school, They're two different guys. So you're teaching those two guys differently and you're training them differently. I think. Uh, just like football's evolved, offensively, defensively, special teams. I mean, everything changes. So has our belief in tackling. Um, and I think that will continue to be that way. Everybody's looking for a better way. I think you're constantly looking for a better way. Kirby, with the way you guys are scheduling out, do you think you'll have an advantage with three Power 5 conference teams uh, on your schedule non-conference? Or do you think that those that are aspiring into the playoff will, will schedule with a similar amount? When you say an advantage, an advantage how? Uh, playoff committee. I don't know. It'll depend on the effect of everybody else and how they schedule moving forward. And uh, it'll really depend on how we play. You know, I certainly think that if two teams are in equal record, that the tougher conference schedule and the tougher out-of-conference schedule is going to be uh, weighted. They look at that now. Um, you look at the history of the decisions they make. Uh, it has a lot to do with it. When you play them matters because momentum's built into that. And they do studies and look across the time they've had it, and it'll continue to be that way. Somebody that plays a big game in December may be more valuable than somebody that plays a big game in September. How much input do you have whenever uh, you all go through schedules and we want X amount of power five schools on the non-conference schedule? A lot. Why was that so important for you to, to, to go out and, and make sure that that happened, you know, move forward? Because a lot of coaches at the SEC don't want, you know, don't play more than one power five non-conference. I just think that that's the way football's headed. I'll be honest with you. I think that the, the, the day of playing more competitive games, there's more parity in our conference. I think going out and playing tougher opponents is a good thing. Um, I don't run from that competition, and I think that it's uh, it's the best thing for the game. And if you look at whether it's dwindling attendance, uh, you look at opportunity to go recruit, to play on a big stage. You know, I think the conference schedule that we play. It's plenty tough enough, let me be sure and say that. Extremely tough, as a matter of fact. But I want Georgia on the national stage playing against great competition. I think if you recruit well and you have 85 scholarship players that you should have enough depth. Um, we've got the rule now you can play four games and still red shirt. So you've got access to a larger pool of players. And um, I think that's important when you go play these kind of schedules. Kirby, is, is part of this the 
fact the belief that at some point down it's not for me I know where you're going yeah. I, I people have misstated that I believe that it's going to go to this I have no clue what it's going to you know what I mean I, I, I am a company man along with the SEC that what we have works so I'm not forecasting this what I am forecasting is that we're going to have a strength of schedule that's going to allow us whether it's one two three four eight teams to be one of the teams in the conversation because of who we play the only the regret of the naysayers will say an extra loss is going to cost you my argument is the men in that room and the women in that room that are on that committee that make that decision are going to have to balance somebody that goes out and plays three non-conference power five teams that we felt strongly it was important to do it is your feeling that if you recruit well enough you're going to be in that mix no matter what's on your schedule. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. You mentioned the dwindling of minutes a minute ago. Is that a concern for you as a coach, or is that kind of above your pay grade? Well, no, it's a concern, but it's not a concern at Georgia. I mean, it's, I'm concerned about Georgia, but when you look at trends and things like that, and you say, well, what, 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 what are we looking at 10 years from now? I don't want to be sitting there trying to schedule. You can't do these schedules a year out, two years out. You're having to do them a long way out. So. Let's say attendance is struggling. We're going to have that because people want to see Georgia play FSU, Oklahoma, Texas, UCLA, whoever it may be. With these home and homes, uh, this takes away a potential annual buy game, home game. How could this affect the game in Jacksonville? You're already down one major recruiting weekend to Alabama, LSU, Auburn. Sure. Does this have an effect on the potential of the Jacksonville series going on and on? I don't know. I think that's always up for discussion. We have a contract with Jacksonville. It's a couple years out. Um, I think you're always looking to see what you can do to help your program get better. So nothing's off the table, but nothing's been decided either. You know, I'll leave that to the committee. They got an NCA committee, which our president's going to be a part of. They're going to put some information together, and um, I think that's uh, that's good that they're looking into it because they obviously acknowledge it, and that's important to have. I mean, when you have these discussions and you have these committees, a lot of times you get a lot of information and you find out snafus and issues that you might not have thought of. So I, I would reserve the judgment to get that committee back and all their findings. Did you, uh, did you take any exception when Jimbo said? Uh, Take exception, exception to what? Uh, he, he made some comments that kind of critical of Blake Shaw came in. And it is the recruiting, he kind of went out of his way to say it. Did you take any exception to that at all? Or did that ever cross your radar? No, Jimbo would have done the same thing. I mean, Jim, Jimbo is competitive as they are. So, I mean, he's going to recruit for Texas A&M, and I'm going to recruit for Georgia. And we cross paths, we cross paths. I, I got no exception to what Jimbo said. Kirby, one more about that Oklahoma girl thing. Is there something football culturally bonding about it, no matter you know what way you use it? Uh, it's been a staple in football for 60 years. I go back again. Define what is Oklahoma. Like, if you could define for me what that is, I don't see it culturally bonding to put two young men 10 yards apart and ram them. I, I, don't, I don't think that's – and I don't know if that's what you're calling Oklahoma because, like I said, everybody interprets it differently. It's like the question I used to get about, are you going to be spread offense? What is that? I don't know how you guys see that. I have no idea. So I don't know when you say Oklahoma 
how that is. I mean, bonding to me is going out in 100 degree heat with 30 pounds of, of pads, helmet, and stuff on and competing and, and going one-on-one -on -one with another man. You get all kinds of bonding in that. I don't think you have to have whatever that Oklahoma, the negative term of Oklahoma. Do you have to play football to get good at it? Yes. But every play that you go scrimmage, there's Oklahoma in that. You know, so I mean, I, it's just hard to answer that question because I don't know how you're referring to Oklahoma as. You had three freshmen in real early that didn't get the chance to participate in the spring with injuries. Can you kind of, are those guys going to be cleared at some point before preseason camp? And, and what is what's the benefit of, you know, how much do they benefit not getting to be out on the field during spring practice, but you know, just getting that semester ahead? Yeah, they're all on time. They're all on schedule, doing a good job. As far as when they'll be cleared, I don't know exactly that. That'll come down to the doctors. Um, but they were able to get walkthroughs, which the NCAA has given us the ability to walk through, and that's been tremendous from a standpoint of learning and understanding things. But until the bullets are flying live out there and they're really going fast, they'll still be behind. But I think academically it's great because what you're seeing is uh, a lot of kids after three and a half years that's their senior year. The half is the fall of their senior year. They're not getting the second semester of that. They're not getting four full years. So the only way to get four full years and play four years is to come in early. So it gets them closer to graduation, which is a lot more important to me than what they pick up on the football field. Well, the Two more questions. Is one, and you mentioned that the timeline's not a factor. Get that, that, that puts you down to believe two scholarship quarterbacks. Do you got to look hard? Harder at the portal, Georgia, to try and sign someone out of the portal as a result of that? I wouldn't say that. I mean, we haven't been going combing it. We're expecting a full recovery for DeWan and uh, looking at his health, not worried about the timeline. I mean, obviously, quarterback depth is an issue for everybody in the country because there's not many fours sitting around. They're in the portal. So, I mean, you're always looking, and everybody's always looking. And then as far as what the NCAA allows with some of the off-season workouts, I know you have a team meeting tomorrow. What is the, the schedule for Georgia moving forward as far as workouts? Um, we're going to have summer school, we're going to work out, we're going to do everything that we normally do from a standpoint of school, kind of integrating the freshmen into the team. I don't really know what you're asking. Are we going to, we're going to have our summer I, workouts? I don't, yeah. what, I don't know what the NCAA allows as far as the workouts and team practices, I guess. I'm yeah, we're not, we don't have team practices. We have volunteer activities they can go out and do. We have eight hours of time they can do with their weight staff and work out. Um, we can do um, different things with them. Our coaches can be out on the field doing the conditioning event with them, but we just can't have footballs out there with them. So we'll do everything that we're allowed to do, what we've done traditionally every summer.